Listening Dog Media. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the Hot Mess Mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our Hot Mess Mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. It is the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast. I'm Kelly Pegg. And I'm Jenny Powell. And there's a ray of sunshine in the house today. Because oh, your the- face. <laughs> what? What? Your face. <laughs> no, he's Jenny. He's Jenny Frost. Hurrah! And the good news is for Jenny anyway, she's in Ibiza! Hurrah! (laughs) Thanks to our sponsor, Swan, we're going to be making this Christmas one to remember for one mum in the club. So thank you so much for your nominations so far. Keep listening to find out more details and visit swanbrand.co.uk to check out some of their gorgeous products. The Hot Mess Mums. Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. Oh, welcome. Thanks, Jenny. Thanks for being with us, because um, I know it's still hot and sunny and lovely. It just always is in Ibiza. It's um, where my heart lies, to be fair. Oh, it is a, it's a lovely place to live, but it's also, it's kind of one of those um, good points and bad points. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's like you walk around, it's like living in an Instagram and everyone comes to a beat there and they're the best versions of themselves. They've worked out, they've got the new clothes and then I'm there with my like, top knot and I have the card on my bum where I've made breakfast. And, my <laughs> and so everyone's walking around all gorgeous and I'm just like reality mum mode. So. <laughs> That's so funny because if I look on, like, like on my photos, um, I, I stock pictures like for when I just feel really rank and I can't be bothered. And they're all from, they're all from Ibiza. <laughs> there's like a whole, there's a whole section because it's like, you can always use the Ibiza pic. You can always use the, <laughs> the Ibiza sunset. Just put that one out on a wet and windy Sunday yeah, afternoon. You don't just, do that thing, do you? It's just like it's nature's filter. That yeah. It's so gorgeous. Absolutely. So your hotel, um, the Beach Star um, in, in Ibiza, it's, um, it's a beautiful hotel. Little, I've not been there yet, but um, it's interesting. So you've gone from this world of uh, being a pop star to now running a hotel. Wow. Are you like Miss, Miss Basil Fawlty? Are you a bit like Sybil? Do you know what? You can, my husband says, well, the accountant says rather, you can look at the season and you know the days I've been there because the books <laughs> are just through the floor. Because I'm just like, who is in the and there's money around giving drinks to everyone so literally you can see which days I've been there so I don't I'm not really allowed there <laughs> that's brilliant <laughs> remind me to come over when you're there <laughs> so um so you met your lovely husband um Vincent back in when was it I mean you got was it 2009 was it or something 2010 oh okay we met um yeah, I, um, I'd had a really, really tough year, to be honest. I'd, I'd lost my mum earlier on in the year and I'd not, I wasn't myself at all. And um, I just, I, I went to see a grief counsellor and they were like, you know, finally after about six, seven months, they were like, you know, you need to sort things out, get things in order and start living because I've been like a hermit for, God, months. Mm-hmm. And um, I flew to Ibiza for a weekend with my best friend and... Never. Well, there was your angel. Your angel was there. Yeah. 
So what was it about him? How did you meet? What was it about him? Well, I was gonna say, I was gonna use a really inappropriate word then because- Oh, it's fine. Oh no, you can, this is a podcast, oh, you're with me. I was about to say he's very cocky, but then when they tell you why he was cocky, you'll be oh. like, oh. Like one of the first meetings, like I was in a swimming pool with my friend, who's a man, a gay man. And he came back from work, he'd been diving and like we'd, we'd met and he'd been diving and he just came back, stripped off his clothes and just walked into the pool naked. <gasps> and were like, oh, Whoa. oh. Isn't I mean, that great though, because you get to see all the goods up front. So if you don't like right. it, you don't have to bother. Why all my friends call him Scuba Claude? Because he's like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's quite confident. So that was that was attractive. <laughs> now you see why the word cocky wasn't good. Yeah, now I see. <laughs> but is that something you normally did or does? And it, or was it just because he saw you and he thought, right, I'm going to shock her? He's oh, very he is. in his own skin. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, had you been to Ibiza before with work, etc., or with mates, or? Oh God, I've been loads of times. Um, oh, okay. I mean, some of my most favourite times and the most memorable times you don't remember, do you? But um, <laughs> I think one of your previous guests, Cassie Lomas. So, me and Cassie used to go. Yeah. And um, gosh, yeah. But I mean, it's just like that was. A, I was a different person then. Mm. I was an absolute. Um, monster <laughs> we've all done it we've all done it but it's interesting now so you had those hedonistic days those wild crazy cocky days and then to bring up a family now who would have thought would you have ever believed that now you know you're a mom you know you've obviously experienced in life now and all the rest of it but would you have ever thought that you'd be bringing up your family and being there do you know what? I, I didn't ever think that, but um, I really struggled the first few years I lived here. I really did struggle because the majority of people that I know who live here have, you know, it's like you said, it's my spiritual home. They felt a calling from the place. And a lot of people have that in Ibiza. They, they feel this is where they should be. I just fell in love with a Spanish guy. It was never like, I want to live in Ibiza. Oh, right. And I was kind of, I struggled with it because I've always lived a very fast paced lifestyle and one place to another and being able to just go and see my friends and just have and quite materialistic things as well, like order something and it'd be there the next mm. day and things. So just life in general being quite fast paced, which isn't necessarily a good thing, but it is what I was used to. And then here, everything just goes, boom, you just slow down and like, I'd, I'd want to, when I first moved here, I renovated a house I nearly killed someone. It's like, okay, so I'd like those tiles there. Yes, we'll get those for you. So when will they arrive? Mm, six to eight weeks. I'm like, huh? Right. Oh, or I'd like that colour paint. Yeah, that'll be a couple of weeks. I'm like, I just, I want being cute. You know, just nothing, it's nothing that happens quickly here. Right. So, so you have to learn to to get yeah. used to the pace. I've had to learn living. more like my Spanish laid back naked husband. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why people love Ibiza when you go there on a holiday. I know it's why I do. It's because it's so much slower and you can just sort of, you know, nobody, I always say like everyone's got old bangers like cars and they don't care. It's not yeah. about having yeah. the best car or the best this or that. And you're at the beach and you know, there's meditations at night and it's, it's completely different to mm. life here. 
It's lovely and it's gorgeous and it's taken me 10 years to appreciate it. But the first few years, I really struggled to... Gosh, I'm intrigued, really. I mean, I was constantly on right move going, oh, look at that. And then I think the main, the big moment for me was when I sold my house in the UK. Because I always had like that, that spot hole. Go to. Yeah. And then when I sold that, I was like, I'm trapped here. I'm a prisoner. You know? Right. And then I had the girls, which mm. I planned to have a baby with my husband, but I didn't plan for two. So that was a bit trickier to fly yeah. back and forwards. So yeah. I, just, I really did struggle at first, but now I appreciate it and love it. But and what, when you, funny you say about the girls, um, but when you, you know, you went to the doctor and they said twins, mm-hmm. how, what was your, what were your feelings? What was your reaction like? Because I, I can't imagine. I don't, I, I just. I freaked out. I freaked. Did you? Yeah, and the doctor actually stood up and said, I'll give you a minute and walked out. Oh, really? I was going, I just looked at Ben and I said, I can't have twins. You know I don't like twins. Twins twins freak me out. Twins are fucking weird. Hey, it's going to be fine. I was like, tell me some twins that aren't weird. Tell me some twins that aren't And I was like losing my mind. And the doctor's like, I'll give you a minute. I'll, I'll, I'll. I was like, I was hyperventilating. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I'm generally a bit weird. I mean, my girls are incredible and I adore them and I wouldn't change them for a second. They're just my heart. I adore them. Mm. But, and I really make a big effort. They never wear the same clothes except for right. school, which is out of mm-hmm. control. But I really want two individual people. It freaks me out to see twins dressed the same and like... Yeah, I think I get that. I think if I did, because so, quite often, you, you know, the twins walking down the street and they're all identical and they're... And I was like... I don't know whether, I don't know whether I like that. I'm not sure. I don't think it's healthy. No. To be honest, I'm a bit of a weirdo anyway. I don't even like siblings dressed the same. Like, um, I'll let the girls wear something the same, but in different colours. That's as close as we'll get. Yeah. But like, I look back at pictures when I was a kid, me and my sister in matching outfits. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. What was it like being pregnant with two at the same time? How different was it to your pregnancy with your son? Do you know what? I, I very nearly had another child because I wanted that lovely pregnancy that I've never had. Like with Casper, um, I thought, well, they told me at my 20-week scan that he was going to be brain damaged. Um, and I didn't find out he wasn't going to be brain damaged until like 28 weeks so oh, wow. that it was really stressful. Yeah. Um, and again, I just kind of shut, I, my friends call it, I go on radio silence. Like if something's going on, like when my mum passed and stuff, I kind of just shut down and go into, um, just stay at home, watch telly, that don't have to think about, you know? Yeah. So the whole majority of my pregnancy with Casper, I was at home trying to process that situation. Um, and then with the girls, I was so poorly. I just, I couldn't keep anything down. I was so, so sick. And then with the heat here as well, it was just like, it, it was a bit of a struggle. Um, but towards the end of the pregnancy, I was feeling much better and I, and I loved it. But it's, it's quite scary twins because you have to go, you go to the doctors a lot more because you're a high risk pregnancy. Mm. And if one more person told me I was a geriatric pregnancy, I was going to throttle them. Oh, I hate that. They that's did like, not. 30 upwards, isn't it, as well? It's ridiculous. Is it 35? 34, I think, here. You were a geriatric pregnancy. I had that with Heath. I, yeah. It's... I'm like, can you stop using that word, please? I know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, must have had a, a, I must have been dead then when I had... Yeah, because <laughs> I was 41. 
Well, it's what the NHS or the, it's their thing. So you're down on their papers. That's the bracket that it comes under. It's the term for you. That's a disgrace. So I was high because it was twins and because I was geriatric. You were geriatric, yeah. Oh, yeah, you really were. You looked it as well. No. Oh. Honestly, I don't, I'm really annoyed with all this labelling. Mm. And that's not, you know, it's bullshit, isn't it? So you've got the, the age gaps. You've got Casper's, what, five? Five years? Casper was five when the girls were born. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, everything was going swimmingly till they got to about, they were eight months old and all my mates flew over to take me out. Yeah. Ooh. And we went to Ocean Beach and I broke my foot. <gasps> oh, God. Heart dancing. Do you know what? Not really. I was, oh. I was rather t- tipsy, shall we say. Okay. But I stepped and just missed the bed and just went... And then I thought, oh, that hurt. And um, one of my friends who was with us as a nurse, and he's like, babe, that's broken. I'm going, it's fine, shush, 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 it's not. Just get me some yerbas, get me some yerbas. And um, so I just kept doing shots to numb the pain. And then- oh, that yerbas, that's that stuff, the little shots. Oh, my, oh, yeah. I only experienced them last year, Jenny, <laughs> at 51. 51 and I'm like oh what is they said Jenny it's herb it means it's her it's healthy <gasps> six year bass later yeah they said that they said all that they sold it to me like that oh my god I love it I love it I actually like at the end of a meal in a coffee with ice Ooh, actually that does sound quite nice I think so, I might have to get back on the year bass but go on yeah so, so that was difficult then because I didn't have anyone helping me with the girls and Casper was five and the girls were and I Cat uh, Vin was working, mm. so I was literally looking after a five-year-old, twin babies, and I couldn't walk. So I had a full cast on oh, <laughs> in the height of the summer. Oh wow! Yeah, the, the beginning was all a bit, all a bit ropey, but it's all good now. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's um, but you know, out in Ibiza now. We were talking about. I was saying, was that a dancing issue? Because you can't dance, can you? No, I couldn't no. believe it. I didn't. I went out there and I was like, "What?" And they were like, "No, you can't dance." No, it's and been it's... a really hard season. I mean, it's it's we we actually really. I mean, we actually had a bad year last year as well because we got really really screwed over by Thomas Cook and that situation. Right. So we had a good season this year, and we've had another bad season. So I don't know what's going to happen next year if it, we have a bad season again. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Mm. But um. There's a lot of small family businesses on the island that I, I've gone under because of it, you know, because we're in a fortunate situation that we've, we've, you know, we're still afloat, we're still going. But there's so many businesses that have just been destroyed mm. because of Thomas Cook last year and then this and again. And this, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it, the, the thing is, when I, when I did go back there to the island, what I, I thought was, though, that it was kind of going back to the way it was in some senses. You know, it was all about family. And I know that doesn't really help the economy of the island in some respects because you need all the party goers and the clubs open, etc. But it was it, it was a different Ibiza, but it, it, it looked different. But it, it, it looked like maybe something from the 60s or 70s. You know, it was sort of going back in time. I mean, financially, we've all had a shocker, but... As far, as far as family time goes, yeah. hopefully well, this will never happen again. But, I mean, we've all had the beaches to ourselves also. Yeah. As a resident, as someone that lives here, you just wouldn't even contemplate going to the beach in July or August. You just wouldn't. Yeah. Probably from, like, maybe May to September, you just wouldn't bother because they're just too full. 
And we've had the beaches to ourselves. We've been going out in the boats and there's been dolphins because there's not many boats around. It's, it's been really magical. Mm. And we've really appreciated having the time together, as I say, but because we are quite fortunate that we, we're, still, we're still able to have our businesses. But I mean, for the people who haven't, it's, mm. it's, it's just, I mean, it's the whole world though, is it? It's not that we can say, oh, poor people in Ibiza. It's everyone, especially the places that rely on tourism, which Ibiza does. Mm. It's an it's a nightmare. Very unclear as well because we were we always go in May. We don't go in the summer summer because it's a bit too hot when you've got little kids, and so obviously lockdown was approaching. Um, it, it happened over here in the March, and I think we're all still of that mind that it wouldn't be here for very long. Because I remember speaking to the guy over in Ibiza who we deal with on the villa we stay at and him saying I think it'll be all right Kelly hold on and if it isn't we'll sort it but you know and I genuinely think everyone sort of didn't quite realize just what was going to happen really or the effect of it you know Mm. so it's a it is a shame and when you don't realize what's coming you can't really prepare for it either. I think it was, yes, yeah, like as exactly what you just said. It was like, it's the uncertainty of it because we kept getting little glimmers of hope that we were going to get some normality back and then they just take it back again. But I mean, when we were in lockdown here, we were in lockdown. We weren't like, it wasn't like in the UK where you're allowed out to exercise. We weren't, we were allowed to go to the shop and we were allowed to get food and come home. That was wow. it. One person could go to the shop and then if you, the police were stopping you, you had to show the receipt or you're shopping or I mean it was really it was I mean I don't know I mean I've got friends here who who live in like apartments and stuff with kids it must have been so hard because you literally we weren't allowed out of the houses I mean we we were okay we've got a garden we've got space but I mean it was it was tough it was not it not for us personally but it was not a good time for everybody and then you've got homeschooling. I know that you really embraced that, Jenny. I know that you took it and you made it your own and that everybody called you the homeschooling queen because you love that. You love that, spending time with the kids and educating didn't you, Jenny? It was absolutely awful. It was literally, like the first week I did it to the letter, like I was following everything like a should, and then I, then I thought, I'm actually going to end up in rehab if I continue to do this because I'm going to lose my mind. And I just thought, I can't do it. So in the end, I mean, my boy Casper's cool because he was doing it himself. He was all online. But the girls, it was absolute nonsense. I'm just like, I've got iPads here, iPads there, books there. I'm all over the place. And the, I was just like, do you know what? No, 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 no. None of this. Not, and I just sent an email to school and went, Thank you very much for all your hard work and appreciate it. We'll see you when we're back at school. You know, the only thing we did was the maths. And that's because we didn't want them to be on a different level to the friends. But as far as English goes, I was just reading books with them and doing our own thing. But the only thing I did from school was maths. I thought the rest of it can just piss off. Exactly, <laughs> because you were like, look, I've got these receipts which mummy's rung up from the hotel where she was supposed to be actually running it and what she's done is she's got loads of it and just said, no, have it on us. So can you just add up all the pina coladas, please, children? <laughs> was that... <laughs> Minus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's been it's been a tough one i think for all as uh, you know as hot mess mums um keeping the family together um keeping your relationship like being sane with each other um running the household um i think we've had a huge um job that we've had to adopt more than something we never expected to do do you think you did a good job or you're doing a good job or what because we're all like oh show what i mean in general, I think we handled the lockdown situation really well. But as I say, we're, 
you know, we're in a nice place and it does make yeah. it easier. Um, as far as parenting goes in general, <laughs> I think I've made some mistakes with my boy, which I'm now trying to undo. He was the first born and I think I gave maybe too many yeses and not enough no's, mm -hmm. which is hard to admit. But, and right now he's, he's just turned 13 and um, he kind of has, he thinks the world revolves around him and if he doesn't hear what he wants to hear, when he wants to hear it, there's murders. Right. And to be honest, that's kind of my doing because, you know, he was the first born, it was just me and him on our own for a while and when he was, you know, I left his dad when he was two. So then when I met my husband, yeah. You know, there's always the element of guilt as well. And you don't know if maybe you overcompensate. You do, I think, yeah, yeah. I've got a 12, 12, nearly 12-year-old 12 and I was divorced. And um, I find that I, I really overcompensated. Yeah. I really doted on her and let her get away with murder. Yeah. Um, more than actually the other, the older one, because she'd been with the dad for a bit longer. But a very similar thing. And I look back and I think, oh, that's just overcompensating because you feel guilty. So, yeah, don't punish yourself too much. Now I'm dealing with that and we're trying to work on it. And so he's a really good boy. He's a really good kid. And I think generally I'm doing a good job. Good. <laughs> Our hot mess mums telling it like it is. Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. We know that 2020 has been a difficult year for everyone. So we want to do something to make sure one mum has a Christmas to remember for the right reasons this year. Our friends at Swan are helping us do this by giving you a voucher for their products for a massive £2,000. Now, if you don't know about Swan, their homeware products are amazing. They're great quality and super stylish. This money can go a long way to giving your home a facelift this Christmas. We want to find the most deserving mum in the Hot Mess Mums Club. Someone who's had the most challenging 12 months. To find them, we want you to nominate someone you know that has gone above and beyond this year, being an incredible mum in the most trying times. To do this, all you need to do is go to hotmessmumsclub.com forward slash win and let us know all about the person that you're nominating. Kelly Pegg, Jenny Powell, Hot Mess Mums. So just, um, I was just thinking as well about, you know when you were with Precious, so let's oh. go back to those days in Eurovision, say it again. Yeah. What, where would you come from? You know, when you, I'm always intrigued when people say, oh, they started in a girl band. I think there's so many, I mean, it's either like stage school or whatever, but where did, where did you come from? <laughs> um, you know what? This is quite a ridiculous story, but it's true. Oh, I um, like ridiculous stories. We all do on this. I um, was modelling for an agency in Manchester, mm. and they'd sent me down to London for a casting, and I was one of the only girls that could drive. So at the same time, there was an audition for a girl band, and one of the girls said, oh, I've got this audition. Can I, will you drive me down to London? When can I get in the car with you? I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. So I went to the audition with her. I went into the audition to just sit and wait with her and to watch what was happening. And they said, are you going to audition? I said, oh, no, I'm not here to audition. And they said, will you audition, please? So I went, oh, why not? Just for a laugh. I said, well, what do you have to do? Well, you need to um, sing the song. And I said, well, what song? And she said, well, what do you know? And I went, well, I've got a tape in my car. So I went and got a tape out of my car, and it was DeLacy's Hideaway. Oh, God, what a tune. Wow. And I jumped around like a nutter and sang it, just for a laugh, thinking that nothing would happen. And um, when I got back to Manchester, they'd called and asked me to join the band. 
Oh wow. my God. You see, you've got to be bold, people. You just got to go for it, haven't you? You've just got to just do it. As Arnie <laughs> says, just do it. But wow. So you, it was that, was that your persona? Is that what the kind of girl that you are or you were then there where you just, you just go for it? Yeah. I think, um, nothing to lose sort of attitude has kind of got me quite far. Um, and just a bit daft really. But... <laughs> Don't lose it. Don't ever lose no. it, Jenny, for us. Don't lose it. <laughs> but, um, I mean, at the, Sophie, who is still like my best friend, she yeah, was, I was gonna say, so she was the one who did the audition. She didn't yeah, get you. Oh, oh, she a girl from Manchester as well who I knew from modeling, we'd used to say hello to each other. She got in the band as well, and we're still best friends now. So, oh, wow, so, wow, and yeah, I'm still, yeah, close. To the world. What were those days like? And you know, do you st- do you remiss? Do you ever think, oh, if I could just go back for a day, I'd do this or. You know, because I think lots of girls grow up, don't they, wanting to be in a girl band. And then, a bit like with the Spice Girls, when they all sort of separate and they do interviews, they talk about the other side to it. Because yeah. it's not all the glamorous that we, we see. It's, it's really hard work. You know what? That programme, The Big Reunion, and everybody, you know, was on there. It was so depressing. Everyone was going about how hard it was. And, oh, you know, we got to do this. And I mean, well, you know, it was. But it, it was really good fun. Yeah. I loved it. I mean, the only bit, the only bit I didn't really enjoy was the performing, um, and that was because I always felt like a bit of a con artist because I, it was never really my passion. I was really winging the whole thing. Right from day one, I was winging. You just heard I was winging it, and I always kind of felt like, especially with Tash and Liz, because they were both, you know, really well trained and and like stage school and that was their passion you know they wanted that so much and I respected and admired that but I always felt like a bit of a fraud so the anxiety I used to have before I went on stage was just oh, so it took the fun out of it then really yeah the rest yeah. of it the travelling the video shoots the photos <laughs> loved it yeah. I should think it's every girl's dream really but yeah. you know we should um, you know when you look sort of now at the these sort of shows like uh well, the um, what's it, X Factor, etc. You know, it's a different way that you get into the business, etc. Isn't it? Um, and you sort of, it's much more manufactured um, in a way. But I don't think personally, I don't think I'm mentally strong enough to do right. it now with the social media aspect. Yeah, I mean, I'd be able to go home at the end of the day and get drunk with my friends and have a laugh and not worry. You know, paparazzi's are a bit of a problem, but apart from that. But now these girls go home and they're just getting abuse on the phones and yeah. I, don't, I don't know how they, you know, I, I think it's, it's they're, they're much stronger than I am, I think. I don't think I can handle it. I think some of them come out of it as well, like, like with the X Factor and they're pushed so hard so fast because the people behind it want to make as much money from them as they can while they're the latest thing. Yeah. And, and that must be incredibly hard. You know, I remember James Arthur and I remember interviewing him. He was lovely. And he came into our breakfast show and he said to me, what, what morning is it? What day is it? Wow. And I said, are you, and I was pregnant at the time. No, I just had my first. That's right. A couple of, a couple of months ago. I said to him, what do you mean? And he said, I honestly don't know whether I'm coming or going. And he looked heartbroken. And that was before he kind of had his public troubles but I reckon he'd been just toured around so fast so hard so much mm. he just didn't know whether he was coming or going and I remember saying to my husband that's not right you know like he's super talented and you can see they're just getting off him as much as they can and I think that there's something that, really sad about that that does happen I mean we, we'd be on 
we'd be on airplanes and not know where the airplane was going because we'd just gone through the airport like like little zombies with our cushions ready to get on the plane. After, but I, you know, how many jobs do you get to yeah. do that? I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's not. It wasn't difficult. It was tiring because just for the lack of sleep. But it was, you know, it was just. It's a different world. Mm. So I've, I've got nothing but good memories apart from being on stage. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> apart from the actual bit. The the singing, yeah, the vocal. Well, if it makes you feel better, we never noticed. No. <laughs> <laughs> so what I want to know is, with, with uh, your family, where, where do you go and do you need to go and escape anywhere living in Ibiza? What do you mean? Do with, with the family, you know, like, we are, I've, got, I've got to get away from here. I've got to have the, the, the summer break. I've got to take the family and go somewhere for your break. So basically, where do you holiday or do you, do you not need to? Oh, God, yeah. Do you? I mean, now I've, I've, we've not left the island since, um, well, we, we managed to have a, a short holiday. We went away for my birthday in February, just before it all kicked off. Right. We went, we went to Tenerife for a few days. But before that, um, normally I go back to the UK and see my friends and family quite a lot. And we've not been able to do that. So um, we're going to be going to, we're going to go to the Pyrenees in a couple of weeks and just get off the island and go see some snow and have a little yeah. cabin and just get just to get away at the moment but um when i need to get away from the kids i go <laughs> i go with the animals i go with the goats and the horses and next door and i've got a farmer lives next door and I'm right next to our house and the as soon as the horses and the goats see me pull up in the car they all run over because they know i'm a soft touch so i just go and sit with them and feed them that's my oh. <laughs> that sounds lovely <laughs> you've kind of done a similar thing though haven't you kelly <laughs> yeah i so um, she's back a match to go and she's gone yeah in the countryside so we bought somewhere with a lot of land and we're we've got like a wild bit like a big wild garden bit that we're doing up and we're having chickens and we're gonna have a veggie patch and and we're just in the middle of nowhere but i love it I was, yeah. yeah, I was, it's not obviously sunny, is it? It's where you are, that's the downside. But it doesn't rain as much as Manchester. But yeah, it's blissful, like peaceful, which I, I'm all before my time though, I'm afraid. No, I think if we did move back to the UK at some point, it would definitely be to somewhere rural. I couldn't go back to, I, I don't like being in the cities now. I love going back for two days or something and then yeah. I'm, I'm like... I need my fix of energy and I do love being in cities with people and you get that buzz. Then after a couple of days, I'm like, all right, that's me. I need to go back to the sea now. And then like we went to Manchester a few, a couple of years ago for Christmas. Yeah. And then once we well, see the markets and everything, Oof. Yeah, which was, but once we'd seen everyone, I was like, we, we ended up going down to Brighton. So I just wanted to get away from it really. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm completely guilty of it, but there's just people buying stuff everywhere. So, so, so Everyone's just mental to buy stuff and, and consumerism. We are consumed by consumerism in some but places. You don't get that where you are. No, and I, I'm guilty of it because I mean I'm a complete shopaholic. And when I go back, because the shops are rubbish here, especially for the kids' clothes, I do go mental and I shop and buy. But once I've kind of done it, I was a bit freaked out by everyone. I was like, ooh, yeah. So it, I found it quite um, suffocating in yeah. 
now. But but for your children, looking back, do you think that you know bringing your kids up on the the island it has been more beneficial than it would have been if you were in the UK? I mean, I know we're an island, but very different one but because I'm just intrigued because I've always had that dream I always when Pollyanna was born I always wanted to scoop the kids up and take them somewhere like that and bring them up there um so I'm, I'm genuinely intrigued to know what you feel do you know I think the kids are kids longer here mm-hmm. um they are less materialistic I suppose because um we just haven't got stuff I mean we go back to the UK and like I go to Tesco's or Asda with the kids and they're like, oh, yeah. I've been at Disneyland. They're just yeah. like amazed at all this stuff to <laughs> shop. They're like absolutely blown away. I'm like, yeah. do you go to Tesco's? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like, they're, they're just not used to it, which is, is lovely. But on the flip side, when, when they were very little, you do, you know, you struggle for things to do. It's like, in the UK, you like you just go to the zoo, you go to a safari park, you go to a museum, you've got loads of different parks. Here it's like, should we go to the beach or should we go to the beach? Which is okay. beautiful, but you yeah. know, it does get repetitive. And the, you know, you do, again, you're thinking, oh God, maybe I wish we could do a bit more cultural stuff with them and things. And, but you know, it's, it's always a, a balance, isn't it? It's six of yeah. one, half dozen the other. So you look like to me, you're in your prime, Jenny. I think you're at that stage. You're in your forties, um, and you still got you've you've still got it all to come. Honestly, I do think that. So what what's next for Jenny Frost? What we're we gonna? I mean, I don't mean oh god, I want to be in a film or anything like that. But for you, you know, for your own um, well being and for your if your real, genuine, authentic life, yeah. what's the ideal? Uh, you know, what's your utopia? Do you know what? I don't actually know. I mean, the only thing that my passion that I really love to get stuck into, I love doing interiors and stuff. Right. So I've got a nice project this winter, which I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to getting stuck into. Um, and I just, you know, just taking each day as it comes. The kids are healthy and happy. I've got a husband that I fancy the arse off, and he's. Yeah. You know, we still snog and cook. I think them. I do. I haven't even met him or seen him, but I mean, the way you, I think I do. He's, and he's just, he's been, he, um, he's just completely turned his fitness around and I didn't even notice because they adore him, but he's just lost two and a half stones. So he's even hotter. Right. Um, oh, so yeah. I was like, looking at pictures and he's like, oh yeah, you were a bit chubby last year, weren't you? <laughs> but, um, he's, he's lost two and a half stones. So he's all hotness now. So, you know, I'm just so grateful for my lovely life and, um, I just appreciate it, which has taken... I wish I appreciated some of the things that happened to me when I was younger a bit more. I wish I could remember them because I was drunk for the <laughs> <laughs> I wish, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? But yeah. um, I'm very yeah. grateful to be where I am now. But don't give up the yerbas because I really like that stuff. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not complaining. I'm not trying to. It's good. It's good. Yeah, and the next one I have, Jenny Frost, I will be clinking glasses with you and I'll be dragging Kelly along with me. And yeah. can you just tell us the, what it says behind you? I think it's quite a nice way to... Mix. This one? Yeah, go on. Set it casa. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Basically, what she said is, everyone, oh. my house is your house, but only when so I'm only banner. Stable, don't overstay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Just know when you're welcome and when you're not. 
Yeah. Oh, thank you. It's been lovely chatting to you. Thank you so much, Jenny. The Hot Mess Mums. Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. Thanks again to Swan for sponsoring the episode of the Hot Mess Mums Club. We're giving away an incredible voucher for Swan's products worth £2,000 all across this series. We want to find the most deserving mum in the Hot Mess Mums Club and we need you to help us. To do this, all you need to do is go to hotmessmumsclub.com forward slash win and let us know all about the person you're nominating. Entries close at 23.59 on Thursday, 3rd of December 2020. After this, we'll go through all the entries before finding our hero mum of 2020. Good luck!